So this time we have the opportunity um, to be intent to listen to the Dhamma. Dhamma, what we call Dhamma, this is a nature that's uh, true already, the nature of the way things are. It's the way it is. And this nature, this uh, condition, the way things are, is that all materiality and mentality is of the nature to arise and pass away. So we seek to understand, we seek to study and see this clearly. And seeing clearly in this way enables us to, uh, to fix the problems in our minds, uh, to fix the heart that clings to materiality and mentality as a self. And at the highest level, this uh, knowledge is able to, or enables us to let go. Being able to let go, then the heart is free from clinging and attachment. And so this, uh, and this uh, attachment, this, this clinging, is something that is the cause of suffering in our hearts. So we practice to make our minds peaceful, to know the in and out breath. And during the day, during all our various activities, we practice to have mindfulness. We chant and recollect the Buddha. We can chant Buddha, Dhammo, Sangho. And we practice to recollect this a lot, to repeat our meditation word. And we can recollect, we can bring to mind the great purity of the Buddha, that he was the, the knower. The Buddha is the awakened one, the one who knows. Uh, the pure one. So we recollect this. And as we practice repeating our meditation word in this way, we may have uh, the doubt that uh, repeating our meditation word like this, when will this uh, give rise to wisdom? When is wisdom going to arise in our minds? And we don't understand because we've never been with just one object of mind before. We've never had that experience. What we have experience with is uh, thinking here and there, thinking all the time. However, at this time now we have the chance to be with a meditation object and we endeavor to think as little as possible. So the mind uh, normally will proliferate about many things, many different issues uh, into the past, into the future, and this happens continuously. So we use a meditation word to help control the mind to be still and peaceful. And when the mind likes to think a lot, we can also use contemplation as a way to bring the mind to peace. We can contemplate and recollect the qualities of the Buddha, that the Buddha has this uh, incomparable and great purity, great love and compassion, great wisdom, that there's no uh, no limit, no measurement to these great qualities of the Buddha. As we chant Apamano Budo, uh, the Buddha is limitless. And recollecting this, this enables our mind to be at peace, to be calm. So we can do this practice of Buddha Nusati, recollecting the Buddha. We do this a lot. And when our mind is peaceful, then we can uh, go to be mindful of the in and out breath. Uh, boot on the in-breath and do on the out-breath. 
then the mind can be still and peaceful. And this uh, collectedness, this samadhi, can be established firmly in our minds. And this uh, firmly established peacefulness can control the mind to a certain level, but it's not able to get rid of the kilesas, the defilements that obstruct our minds. It simply suppresses the defilements. So this peacefulness gives rise to a sense of ease and well-being in the heart. And if the, without peacefulness, if the kilesas, the defilements are able to arise again, then the mind will chase after liking, disliking, uh, greed, uh, fear, anger, aversion, ignorance, or simply uh, be lost in a chaos of overthinking and the mind will feel disturbed and bothered. And as Dhamma practitioners, it's very common to want the quickest way, to want a fast way. And thinking in this way um, will lead to more chaos, a more troubled mind. However, when the mind becomes peaceful and collected, then all of these issues uh, uh, temporarily go away. And this is uh, right samadhi, correct samadhi. And this right samadhi arises from right view. A right view in terms of Dhamma practice. So we practice to train our minds in generosity, virtue, and mental cultivation. So we do the meditation practice, collect our minds in samadhi, and cultivate mindfulness to the best of our ability. And this practice uh, is for individuals with wisdom who see the drawbacks of a chaotic and disturbed mind and see that um, with this clinging and attachment all the time, then th this, is, uh, this is something that really drags the mind down and has many drawbacks. And one realizes uh, this wisdom realizes that it's uh, worthwhile to practice. And initially one ha needs a lot of patient endurance with this uh, clinging and attachment. So we practice to train our minds to be peaceful, to control the chaos in the mind, to control it well. And this enables the mind to be separate from the sense impressions, from all the uh, taste, touch, uh, sound, smell, uh, sight and, uh, and bodily sensations. So we train our minds to be peaceful. And this uh, peacefulness of mind, it's not yet uh, wisdom. So one can ask, when will this wisdom arise? So this wisdom arises with uh, mindfulness and clear awareness, then understanding arises. So we recollect, um, bring to mind the in and out breathing. We know the in and out breathing. The mind becomes peaceful in this way. And when the mind is gathered together in samadhi, looking at the breath coming in and the breath going out, then we see clearly that the in-breath arises, uh, stays for a little, a little while, and then the breath goes out. Uh, the in-breath arises, and then it passes away. And then the out-breath occurs, and then the out-breath passes away. So we see that it, this rupa, this materiality is unstable in this way, it's impermanent. 
It's something that is dukkha. It's something that can't be sustained. It can't last. It simply changes all the time. And it's uh, in this way, it has no owner. It's not a me or a mine or a self. And we see that this body, this materiality, um, uses the four elements. It's composed of the four elements of earth, air, fire, and water. And we see that the body must continually uh, take in these four elements to sustain itself. Uh, one is constantly drinking water to replenish the water element. And then one is uh, constantly taking in the earth element and using the fire element to uh, digest the earth element. And if the breath, if the air element ceases to enter the body for only just a short time, then the body degrades and disintegrates right there. So this is the uh, mental object of vipassana, uh, clear seeing practice. And what is the, the object of vipassana? It's anicca, dukkha, anatta, this ever-changing nature, the unstable inability to last nature, this ownerless not-self nature. So we practice to see this uh, changing nature, this impermanence, or we can focus on the, the dukkha aspect of the inability of phenomena to uh, sustain and last, or the not-self, the anatta aspect. And we can focus on just one of these because uh, they're all, they all gather together in the same place. So we see all phenomena as anicca, dukkha, anatta, and we see it all as empty. We see that all phenomena in truth are empty. There's really no self there, no me, no mine, no you. And seeing this clearly, the mind becomes free of clinging and free of attachment temporarily. We call this a temporary nibbana. And we may ask the question, this uh, mindfulness and wisdom, how is it different than mindfulness and clear comprehension? Or in Pali, sati panya is different than sati sampajanya in what way? So this uh, sati, this mindfulness, is the capacity to recollect, to bring to mind. And so mindfulness, um, we use mindfulness to bring objects to mind. And we need uh, right view in order to recollect properly, to bring objects to mind uh, that are useful. And having been brought to mind, then they're known with sampajanya, with clear awareness. And this wisdom is a, we can call it an all-around knowing, a broad knowing, an all-encompassing knowing in the Dhamma, knowing all phenomena, all conditioned things, all materiality and mentality, uh, according to the way things are. And this is right view. One can look at the example of lifting up a drinking glass. So recollecting and thinking to lift the glass, this is mindfulness, bringing it to mind. And being aware that the glass is lifted, knowing clearly with awareness that the glass is being lifted, this is sampajanya. So in the same way, knowing the in and out breathing, uh, we bring the breath to mind with mindfulness and we know it clearly with sampajanya. 
And wisdom is the knowing of why we bring the breath to mind. So the reason one brings the breath to mind is because this uh, act of recollecting the breath with satisampajanya is a path to the end of suffering. So this is what wisdom knows. So mindfulness recollects the breath, sampajanya knows the breath clearly, and wisdom knows why uh, one is doing this. And in one's practice, it's normal to have doubts arise. So we practice to be mindful to know that doubts are arising. And we practice to know that this doubt is an obstacle in one's practice. It's a hindrance uh, to the mind becoming peaceful. And this doubt uh, blocks the mind from achieving goodness and achieving uh, happiness and brightness. And this goodness that we're seeking is the collectedness, the peace of mind. And if there's no uh, peace of mind, then knowing clearly according to the truth uh, can't arise. This uh, wisdom to see clearly all conditioned things, uh, that their nature is to arise and pass away. Without collectedness, one doesn't see this clearly. So one can see that this vipassana practice must be done when the mind is peaceful. And one sees that uh, nothing is sure, Every, everything is changing. All things are changing, uh, stressful and not self. And seeing this clearly is when wisdom arises. And whenever one sees this, this is the time when wisdom arises. So we practice uh, to train the mind uh, first using thinking uh, when our minds are still not yet peaceful to that degree. So one can ask oneself, are physical things stable? Is rupa stable? Are the objects of this world uh, lasting? Are they, uh, are they a sure thing? Are fellow humans, fellow beings, are they stable and lasting? Uh, does old age exist? Does degradation exist? Does illness happen? Does death happen? Where is a self to be found in all of this experience? So one can use thinking in this way. And then when the mind is gathered in samadhi, then one can contemplate to understand. And with no uh, samadhi, then one will not understand. It'll just be a busyness of mind. So if this is the case, then one uh, practices to stop this thinking and to stop this proliferation and to practice uh, samadhi as has been described. And for Dhamma practitioners there are many um, character types and many uh, different minds to use that are suitable for different objects. So for instance we can contemplate we can contemplate emptiness. And we do this uh, to give rise to peace and then give rise to wisdom. We contemplate um, emptiness in this way to allow the mind not to be involved with any of the things of the world. And to have the mind have emptiness as its object. 
And the, we see that the five hindrances are obstacles to peace. So you can be confident in the practice of repeating Buddha, Dhammo, Sangho, uh, to have mindfulness of this uh, meditation word in all the four postures and all during all activities that one does. Or one can look at the in and out breath or contemplate the four elements. Or uh, if one is more of a inclined to wisdom, then one can contemplate and contemplate to the point of being able to let go of sense impressions and moods. So these are all methods to make the mind peaceful. There's no need to doubt about this. This is the way to go, walk this way. The mind not getting lost in liking and disliking, this is the correct path. Therefore, train your mind in this way. Train the mind uh, not to chase after all the sense impressions and moods. To have this knowing element, um, not chase after all the phenomena of this world. Because when this knowing element chases after these things, all the sense impressions and moods, this gives rise to suffering. Uh, the mind clings and then the mind suffers. So we practice to have mindfulness and wisdom to know this clearly, to bring the mind uh, to a state of less suffering because one knows according to truth. One knows uh, all conditioned things as they are. And one can see that the only thing that's sure in this world is that everything is unsure, is that uh, materiality and mentality are uh, not stable, not sure. So this uh, lack of certainty is the only uh, certain thing that one can find. Seeing this clearly, one understands the Dhamma. So as we listen and as we study, this gives rise to knowing and eventually to wisdom from meditation practice. So at this time when you have uh, the retreat, really uh, practice to train your mind in this way. You have uh, more time to devote yourself to formal practice. So may you be intent and determined in this to look at your minds, to bring your mind to peacefulness, to contemplate according to the truth in order to let go. And at that time when the mind is peaceful, then one can understand clearly and understanding clearly to a degree is a cause for one to want to practice Dhamma even more. And this Dhamma practice, again, is the cause to see clearly yet again. So may you be determined in this.